listening to PT Pop on a Mind Revolution, leading you out of the rabbit hole, one grain of truth at a time. Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Hey there, everybody. PT Pop here with all four lobes of my brain securely bound behind my back. And welcome to episode number 23, PT Pop, a Mind Revolution. A year in review. I'm going to do a wrap-up of this year and the things I covered on my podcast. So you have reached PT Pop on a Mind Revolution, where I attempt to lead you out of the rabbit hole one grain of truth at a time. And uh, today is January 3rd, 2023. We are three days into the new year. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, and it is a gray, rainy day here in Cleveland, which is par for the course here in Ohio. And we probably get probably, I would say 60% of the days here in Ohio are gray. Probably a good six months, six months of the year is gray and rainy or snowy and gray. A flannel gray sky envelops the city at the beginning of November. It doesn't seem to uh, leave our city for many months. But So here we are today. Hope you're all having a good new year. I um, had a really good Christmas. I do celebrate Christmas, and uh, I I had a good New Year with friends and family. I enjoyed some time with my wife and her family, and it was overall pretty good. So I'm just going to start right in it into today's topic, and that's just a recap of the podcast that I made over 2022. So 2022 was a great year for me. I accomplished a lot of great things in 2022. And one of the things I accomplished that I'm most proud of is a film I wrote, directed, and produced, and did all cinematography. It's an autobiographical documentary called Road to Forgiveness. And here's, here's the promotional poster I came up with it. And there you see in the picture of my mother and father on their wedding day in 1949. My parents um, were severe alcoholics. My father was really, really bad. My, my mother was bad, but she got sober in 1975. And the life that myself and my three siblings lived was, was pretty horrific. Uh, we lived through poverty, homelessness, and a variety of other things. And I made a documentary about it. It's an autobiographical story that discusses this. I discuss this because there's a lot of us in the world that are raised in this environment where either one or both parents are alcoholics or addicts. And it absolutely destroys the mind and the heart of the children in the family. So when you're raised in this environment, you're, you're raised in such a shaky ground in an unpredictable environment, in a violent environment, that it, it, it warps your mind. And there's a lot of us out there, then we're told not to talk about it. Because we're not supposed to bring shame to the family, you know. It's not bad enough that your parents are drunks, but you're not supposed to talk about it because you don't want to make them look bad, even though everybody in town already knows that your mom and dad are drunks. But there's a, and we keep it a secret, it's this deep, dark secret, it's a skeleton in the closet, and you're not really supposed to talk about it. You don't even want to talk about it because you you don't want people to make fun of you. You don't want people you don't want to be made fun of in school. 
So I made this documentary. It's been very successful. And I've had some tremendous compliments from people all over the world that really like it. So I, I am asking you to watch this film. I've got it here on YouTube. It's, it's for free. It's on YouTube. And, you know, it doesn't have a lot of views yet, but it's got more than my traditional video. And I think, I know you'll really like it. This is a scene of me in the film. And so 2022, I released this film and it was just a great accomplishment. It took me about a year and a half to make. And I did all the editing. I did all the, um, all the overdubs, all the narration. I did the production and the cinematography. I only have three original songs in it, but the rest of the music is from the YouTube library and some of the music is from Pond5. The opening song, Clear to Loon, is performed by um, a group known as Elysium. They're actually a music production company that makes uh, stock music and, and writes some pretty awesome music. So they, they were really good with this. So check out Elysium's music. But 2022 was a great year. Am I a Joe Rogan? No. No, I'm not. I'm not big like that. I'm not big like that, you know? And Joe Rogan, you know, I'm Joe Rogan. So, uh, do you really think there's submersible UFOs out there? And you got some cigars and some pot for me, you know? I'm just not that kind of guy, you know. I know he's a comedian and he was on some TV show like, I don't know, Naked and Afraid in the Jungles of South Africa or something. I don't know. But I try to be authentic on this show. I try to just be me. And, and I, these are things that... I find interesting. These are things that I find are important. But this year, I created, I created 833 minutes of new content. And these are stats that are given to me by Spotify. I had 833 minutes of new content. And I think that's a pretty big achievement for me. And it says here that based off of what I did, um, our professional sports fix, I was just talking about that with uh, with Brian Tui, his book, The Fix is In. Th this podcast, 193% more streams than your average episode. And I think that's tremendous. I mean, I, uh, Brian was a very gracious guy to be on the show, and I'm glad he had him on. We had a good time talking, or I had a good time. I don't know if he did. And... <sighs> You know, the overall thing here with this video is I want to show the the reach that my podcast had. My podcast was heard in 16 countries. I was, um, my top five countries, the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, South Africa, and United Arab Emirates. And when you think about the reach that we have as podcasters or YouTubers or vloggers or bloggers, I, I would imagine this makes the powers that are in charge, the powers to be very uncomfortable. And they've proven it. They've shown people, they've shown us all, that the minute we get power and we start to get the truth out there, they start to shadow ban us on YouTube and Facebook and everything else. That's how you know we have power, because they've swooped in and they've tried to change YouTube. They've tried to commercialize it and control it. Spotify says I had 87% more listeners compared to my to your average week. Um, September 25th and October 1st. Uh, September 25th is, and between them and October 1st is when I had published my, my interview with Richard Gage 
from architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. 87% is a lot. And I'm really happy with the direction everything is going in. And this was a really, really very successful year for me as a podcaster from a content perspective as well as from just a, just a growth perspective on the show. And I covered several topics and I actually had um, guests on the show and I'm going to be doing more of that in the upcoming year of 2023. And the year started off with my analysis of a book um, by Tom O'Neill called Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA and the Secret History of the 60s. And I reviewed this book and when I, when I originally read this book, I was blown away that the, that the insinuation in this book is that Charles Manson was either part of some type of social engineering project by the Central Intelligence Agency, and he didn't know it, or the whole Manson murder thing was designed and put out there by the CIA or they let it happen. I'm not certain what it was, but the, the basic premise of that podcast was that, you know, when I grew up, <clears throat> I learned about Charles Manson from a TV show called Helter Skelter. It was like a three-part series talking about the Manson murders, and it was a very romanticized and glorified TV show. But all I knew about Charles Manson at the time was he was this horrible dude that made these people go out and kill people. And when you when you go off and you start to really look at the details of this man's book, Mr. O'Neill's book, there is a better chance than not that Charles Manson either was a willing participant in some mind-altering program by the CIA, or that he was an unknowing, unwitting participant in a much darker and insidious plot. And I always believed that Charles Manson was this horrible guy that was just out trying to warp people's minds and get people to kill. And that could very well, very well have been the case. I don't know. But Mr. O'Neill's book basically dances around the fact that the CIA and our government may have had a big part in Charles Manson's life and in manipulating him into going out and orchestrating these murders. That, that episode led me to um, another book. Now, this is all very eye-opening to me because as a kid, I believe Charles Manson did all this stuff by himself. I had no idea the government could have been involved or had a hand in his demise and the demise of the Tates, the LaBiancas. But also as a kid, I was very much into sports. I was very much into my local teams, the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Huge. Huge fan of the Browns. And um, for years, I believed that what I saw in the field um, of play, when I saw these teams play, was really, it was real. It was real. It, it was as it appeared. But there were times when I said, well, this this is just, sometimes you see something on the field and you go, that that's kind of weird. How come the refs didn't call that? Or how come the refs called something that obviously wasn't a penalty? How come so-and-so fumbled? This somebody just happened to fumble on the one-yard line? Like Ernest Biner 
uh, was a running back of ours back in the 80s. I think it was the 80s, the 90s. I don't remember now. And and he fumbled on the one-yard line. We were we were like one yard away from going to the Super Bowl for the first time in our franchise's history. And he just happens to fumble on the one-yard line. And, and you, know, you go, okay, wait a minute. How come all this bad stuff always happens to our team? Are we really that inept? Are our... Are our owners really that incompetent that they can't put together a decent group of men to play the game of football? So I discovered this book by author Brian Tui, but Mr. Tui wrote a book called The Fix Is In. And it's just basically his book comes out and spells out that sports, especially in the United States, are an entertainment. And because it's an entertainment industry, they don't have to live by the same rules and regulations that the rest of the businesses in the world live by. And he cited facts upon facts upon facts in this book that professional sports are rigged. They're either rigged through mafia connections, they're either rigged or or they're rigged through the refs. You know, you get a player on the field who's got a drug addiction problem and he owes his dealer some money. And that, you know, or, or he's got a gambling, a gambling problem. If you got somebody's got a gambling problem and he owes money to his bookie, it's been documented. The bookie will say, in a, you know, a mobster will say, Hey, you're running back. You owe me a hundred grand. You're in the hole for a hundred grand. I'll tell you what, you fumble the ball, fumble the ball. So we can, you know, make the numbers work out, you know, in, in the betting, in the betting line, in the books. And it's pretty obvious to me now that I read this book that professional sports are nothing what you think they are. It's incredibly hard for me to watch sports now that I've read this book. Then just a, a, this last September, I had an interview with uh, Richard Gage. Richard Gage is one of the co-founders of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. M- Mr. Gage has given documented proof and proof and video proof and um, mathematical proof because Mr. Gage is an architect. And there's a group of people called Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. There's 5,000 architects and engineers that have signed a petition, signed up saying they don't believe the official story of September 11, 2001 is the real story. It's not what really happened. That day, three buildings fell. The general public only knows about two buildings. Three buildings fell into their own footprint at free fall speed, and the buildings turned to dust. Buildings don't turn to dust because planes fall into a building or fly into a building. And if you want to find out about 9-11 and the real truth behind it, I would do searches for architects and engineers for 9-11 truth for Richard Gage, and you'll find all kinds of things that'll be very eye-opening. So as you as you go through these different episodes I've done, Charles Manson the CIA, you know, is involved with the CIA. Professional sports are fixed. 9-11, the official story, isn't what we all thought it was. You begin to question your reality. And that's that's the whole point of my podcast is try to get is trying to get people to question their existence and what we're being told. Because in our society, we're told, especially in America, we're told America, we're the good guys. We've never hurt anyone. We wouldn't lie to our people. 
No, no, we're the guys that wear the white hats in the movement. We come galloping down from the mountaintop to save the world from communism and from socialism and from, you know, fascism. We are, we are the Christ of the world. And when you start to see the lies and you begin to see the chinks and the cracks and the kinks in the armor of our country, you realize that you've been lied to. You realize that most of your life is based off of a foundation built up from lies and deception. Whether it's 9-11 or sports or how the media portrays a certain murderer. And another, another book I, I discovered just a little while ago, I've discovered this author by the name of David McGowan wrote a book called Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. So basically, David's book is stating that the music scene that came out of California in the 1960s was predominantly a social engineering scheme by the CIA and our government. And he has, has just outlined beautifully, this is a great book, how all of these bands that came out of the West Coast sounded in the 1960s and early 70s, like The Doors, Frank Zappa, um, The Beach Boys, The Birds, The Mamas and the Papas, that, those, all those bands, most of them, if not all of them, had ties to the military-industrial complex. And they uh, were recording their sound in an area known as Laurel Canyon, and smack dab in, in the middle of Laurel Canyon was a, a place, a military complex called Lookout Mountain. And there's a lot of things in this book that I read that just blew my mind. Like most of the people, most of the bandmates in the band, the birds, couldn't even play an instrument and they didn't know how to write music. And they somehow jumped to the top of the charts. Um, there's a whole bunch of things in there that, that make you go, okay, wait a minute. You mean the, even the music scene on the west coast was fake and it was it was manipulated and maneuvered and a social engineering project to warp the minds of the youth back then what else could there be out there so if you think the cia may have had something to do with charles manson the tate labianca murders you know if if professional sports are fixed if 9-11 isn't didn't really go down the way it is told to us by the government and the music that came out of the West Coast is is a lie and is manufactured in a social engineering project. What else could there be? Well, I found out that there's a, a guy named Mike Williams who has a channel on YouTube called Sage of Quay. I want to get him on my podcast because I really believe in what he's talking about. Mr. Williams has laid out point by point by point that the, there's no way that the rock group The Beatles wrote and recorded their own music between 1962 and at the very least 1967. There's no way. And he he gives factual, date-driven, statistically-driven um, proof that there's no way the Beatles had the time nor the talent to write their music, record their music, be on tour, make movies, and do all the things that they did without some assistance. And, and his basic premise is that the Beatles didn't write their own music or much of it, and they didn't play their own instruments on the rec recordings. 
and I, you know, I don't want to go a lot into this because, you know, I don't have all the facts that he's given, but the thing that you've got to understand about me is I grew up as a kid. The Beatles were my Christ. The Beatles were everything to me. The, the Beatles music got me through horrific times in my family. Loneliness and horror, and they gave me a place to hide. They gave me a sanctuary. They gave me a way to avoid. It was an avoidance mechanism that I used as a kid. Instinctively, I, I gravitated towards the positive music of the Beatles. And when I realized that his his presentation about this is completely factual, when I realized as a musician myself and as an artist myself, I went, oh, wow, he's right. There's no way. There's, there's not humanly possible to do all these things. I started listening to, to Mr. Williams' presentation, and I went, there's no way these four guys could be this lucky. There, there's been, never been before or since any luckier artist in the history of art. Ever. Never, never, never. Not living. Most artists don't get discovered till after they're dead, like fine artists and painters and sculptors. But these guys just stumbled upon a massive gold mine of fame and fortune. And they're supposedly all four of them are geniuses. I mean, I was just... Just by chance, the universe came together and brought these four geniuses together and they wrote all this magnificent music. It, the, the chances of it are so infinitesimally small. I, I just Now I look at it and I go, wait a minute. I, it's a, my opinion, based off of Mike Williams' work, that the Beatles are the first manufactured boy band. Now, if you want to think the British government was behind it or Tavistock or whatever you want to say, you go, oh, wow. Even the Beatles were a bunch of baloney. So, these were my top episodes. I didn't discuss the Beatles and Mike Williams because I'd like to get them on the show. Mike, if you're listening to me, I, I'd like to have you on the show. I don't know if it's likely, but I think you're a fascinating guy and got a fascinating angle on this. I'm, I'm not sure about the whole Paul is dead thing. I'm still not sold on that. I think there's a double that works with Paul. I think there's somebody that looks kind of like him that he sends out into public for public appearances. But so if you look at all this in 2022, the, the things that I discovered and the things that I researched and the books that I read, you've got to draw your conclusions that nothing is real. Most of the things that each of us are raised to believe and most of the things that each of us are taught are lies. And it doesn't matter if it's the music we're listening to or the TV shows, everything, especially Hollywood. And when I say Hollywood, I mean all of entertainment. And I'm going to include the media in that because media is propaganda. It's entertainment. It's designed to push you, push an agenda on you and to warp your minds. So when you wake up and you realize that the music is a lie, the media is a lie, the stories are lies, the sports are lies... That, that the events of your, your country, the attacks in your country, that the wars we've been to are lies. You realize that you've been lied to. You sit back. I sat back and I'm like, oh, now what? Now what do I do? What, what am I supposed to believe in? <laughs> you know, this is, this is where I sat at the end of 2022. I mean, if it's all a lie, what's left? What am I supposed to believe in? Now, many years ago, I discovered Jesus Christ. 
Now, nowadays, it's, it's, not, it's not cool to mention Christ's name, which is what's supposed to happen in the end times. But I am left with the conclusion that there's nowhere left to turn. I'm not even going to get involved in, in how the media and Hollywood warped my mind about romance and sex, how pornography warped my mind and every man's mind that I know. Pornography warped every man's mind, how they approach sex and how they approach women. It's destroyed relationships. Pornography is, is, is as insidious, if not worse, than drugs and alcohol. I had an experience with Jesus Christ. And I, I found Christ and I was saved. And when I say I was saved, uh, I know a lot of people hear that phrase or the word, oh, it's Jesus, and he was saved. He's going to go off in some holy roller bullshit thing. And like, no. When I, when I say I was saved, I was saved from obsession. Only way I can put it is that Christ came into my life after a prayer I made. And he took all of my desires, earthly desires, away. I no longer was worried. This great peace came over me. I was filled with joy. I no longer wanted to drink. I didn't want, I didn't have desire. I was aware of sex, but I didn't have the desire I had for it at the time. Now, keep in mind, I'm 22 years old at the time. I'm at the peak of my sexual weakness. <laughs> And I'm on a college campus where there's thousands of gorgeous women. And that's that's rough to be a guy and, and want, desperately want sex. And every guy, you know, we were desperate to get laid. That was gone. Christ had erased that from me. He had taken my desire to drink away. He had taken my worries away. He had brought a great peace over me. And I found a great joy in my life. And I began to read scripture, and the scripture in, in the Bible came to life, so to speak. But it spoke to me, it spoke to my heart. And in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, it says, The hour has come for you to wake from your slumber. And he says, So let us put aside the deeds of darkness, and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And this may turn some of you off, but I find a great uh, peace when I read that scripture because the New Testament teaches you to divorce yourself from this world and of worldly desires. And I know from personal experience, worldly desires have distracted me and led me astray. And many of my earthly desires were introduced to me through Hollywood and the media, and pornography, and movies, and TV shows. 
much of the things that I grew up believing in came from those things. So as I go through my podcast and I realize, hey, this Charles Manson dude may have been manipulated by our government to go and kill, that sports aren't, sports are no better than professional wrestling. They're all fixed. That our own government attacked itself. We attacked ourselves on 9-11 so we could just unabated pick up our armies and walk them into any any country that we wanted, which we did. And when you find out that the music of the West Coast Sound, the biggest bands known in America, rock bands, the Doors, the Mamas and the Papas, the Birds, were a concoction of social engineering experiment to shape and warp the minds of the youth. And then when you bring in Mike Williams um, to the mix, where he's basically proven that the Beatles weren't a real band, you go, whoa, this is all a lie. And we're living in, in a world of illusion. And the only truth that I can find to help me through this wall of illusion, to walk through it and to get past it, is, is Christ. And I'm not saying this because I'm, you know, I'm going to start preaching here on this show, but, but I truly believe that, that Jesus, you know, I don't know anything about Muhammad. I don't know much about Buddha. I don't know much about, I, I know some about Eastern and metaphysical stuff, but when I read the Bible, it, the disciples and Christ himself were preaching to divorce yourself from this world because it distracts you, it hurts you, it's keeping you from heaven. And I don't know if they necessarily mean heaven in an alternate dimension when you die, but if you want peace of mind and happiness here on this earth, think of all the things you're trying to pursue that have never brought you anything but misery. The entertainment world, the media, they've got us chasing our tails. They've got us chasing after the wind. They've got us trying to catch rainbows with a butterfly net. They've got us all running around here with our our little glowing devices, oh, our glowing devices and, and our cameras, and we're trying to become famous bloggers and vloggers. We're trying to become you know, famous athletes and famous rock stars and rappers and rhymers. And they're trying to get us, they get us all distracted. They've got us all, you know, fractured and shattered people. People are lonely because they see people's lives on Facebook that look so glorious and glamorous because they're on some... Florida vacation with their gorgeous spouse and they're having a good time with their kids and their Labrador retriever. But you don't know the real story on Facebook. You don't know what's really going on behind closed doors. You don't know if those people are hurting inside just like you are. And there's a better chance than not that most people you see on Facebook that have the smile on their face with a perfect looking family could very well be miserable. They're more than likely very miserable and don't like their spouse and can't stand their kids and have money problems and have health problems. It's all a lie, people. It's all a social engineering experiment to keep us unhappy. They want to keep us drunk, fat, and stupid. They want to keep us asleep. They want to distract us from the truth. And the truth is, all we have is each other. And that's been the bottom message that's been the basic message of my podcast is that all we have is each other you know i don't come on here to try to sell books uh, sure i'd like to make a living at this but most of the other podcasters uh, they sensationalize things they're instigators 
they're not giving an answer to anything. There's, there's, I can think of at least five people that come on here and say, well, Kennedy was probably assassinated by the Cubans, you know? Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, what, what are we going to do about it? That was what, 60 years ago? <laughs> what, are we going to go attack Cuba as individuals? No, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything to Cuba. Oh, the Italians did. The mafia did. It. Am I going to go attack the mafia? No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, someone said, oh my God. They, they, they're bringing dissension, these podcasters that talk about all this conspiracy stuff. I'm saying to you that the answer is between you and I. The only thing there is, is us, is people. All we have is each other, but they don't want us to have that because if we unify, and if we understand that's all we have, and we don't really need the government, and we don't really need movies, and we don't really need a Tesla electric car, and we don't really need an iPhone, if people start to realize that and have this huge awakening, corporations will fall by the wayside. They'll go out of business. Politicians won't get elected. TV shows, TV networks will go out of business. They don't want that. They want us to keep us hypnotized. They want to keep us in the dark. They want to distract us from Christ and distract us from the truth and distract us from what's real. And that's love. Love is all that's real. Think of all the times, I, I can think of all the times I personally have gotten mad at somebody or hated somebody, and it was all, tr you know, trumped up in my head. It was all it was all exaggerated in my head. There was no reason to, get, to react the way I did, but because I was married to this world, and I believed, you know, I had to fulfill my egoistic desires, I would get mad, I'd get angry. I still get angry. It, it doesn't go away. But but the media, Hollywood, the entertainment world, the politicians, they want us divided. Because if we're divided, they can conquer us. This is a common way of conquering people. They don't have to conquer us with bullets and bombs anymore. They just threaten us with the thought of bullets and bombs. They don't need to do that anymore. War is, the, the physical act of war is obsolete, but the... the the propaganda wars and the mental wars and the manipulation and the hypnosis and the deception, deception wars is what's, what's being done now to people all over the world. And they did it with a nasty wasty bug that everybody's running, running around getting the jab for. And now I have friends that believe, believe that that bug is real. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in the in the the jab, getting the jab. I don't believe in wearing the ritual shame muzzle. I don't believe in any of it. But but the bottom line is this: you've been lied to. Period. That is the the truth is you're being lied to every time you watch CNN or Fox or ABC or CBS. You're being lied to. They can't even get the weather reports right. But the first thing they will tell you who's been murdered, who's been shot, who's been raped, what building collapsed today, what roads are bad, the weather's bad, everything's bad, you're going to die, the politicians are crooked, be scared, be very scared, be very scared, run, hide, hide in your phone, put a needle in your arm, put that booze down your throat, open up that pornography. You know, that's what they want you to do because it distracts you. From you, it distracts from who you're supposed to be. It distracts you from your family. Think of all the things in your life that you believed in because of what the media pushed down your throat and what Hollywood pushed down your throat and it distracted you from your family, distracted you from your friends, took you away from decent 
time with your family and friends and your loved ones. Those of us, myself included, on this pursuit of becoming somebody. That's the whole big thing here in America is to become someone. You've got to find yourself. Really? You've got to have lots of friends. You've got to have a golden retriever and 2.5 kids with a picket white fence out front. And all of us strive and strive and strive and strive and strive for this utopian existence on the planet with the perfect spouse and the perfect job and the perfect everything. And if we don't want that, there's those of us that want to become a professional athlete. We want to become a boxer or a basketball player or a football player. But there's only a couple thousand men in the whole country that get those positions. And last I checked, there's almost 400 million of us. And, you know, let's just say half of those 200 million of our men. What's the likelihood that anybody is going to get to become a professional football player, baseball player, basketball player, hockey player? Not very many. They've got you chasing your cha- tail. They've got you chasing after the wind. They've got you trying to obtain things and get things that aren't possible. You're chasing after snipe in the forest. You're chasing after Bigfoot. They keep you distracted for a reason, because they can control you. If they can keep you down, they can keep you depressed, they can keep you distracted and keep you unhappy, then we begin to fight each other instead of the government, instead of the media. And they keep us at each other's throats so they don't have to control us anymore. It makes it easy for them. They just kick their feet back and they go, hey, look at them. (laughs) We got them fighting. Got them fighting over chicken sandwiches at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right? The other day I saw something on TV and there's a new TV show called Customer Wars where these people were fighting because they ran out of fish sandwiches or something in some restaurant. Fighting a brawl in the middle of a restaurant. The truth is, and, and I, I'm going to be cliche, you know, Love is all you need, man. I mean, John Lennon said it. I don't know why he said it or who wrote it for him or who gave him the idea. But they don't want us to love each other. They want us to hate each other because it sells books and magazines and TV shows and it keeps the corporate machine that controls the the government and everything else in power. Look up. Think about it. I mean, this, this isn't just theory. Look out your window. People fighting each other in the streets because somebody cut each other off or angry or mad or alone. And then when you bring this nasty, wasty bug into things in 2020, everybody became isolated and scared, living in their homes in the dark. People killing themselves, getting drunk and getting high. And it turns out that this, this nasty, wasty bug was manufactured in a lab and funded by the United States by... Dr. Fauci himself. It's been proven. They want to use you. You are the experiment. They don't want you in your churches. They don't want you to go to church. They don't want you to read your Bible. They don't want you. And regardless of your faith, if you're Muslim, they don't want, they don't want any. They don't see what they did to us after 9-11. The Muslim people became our enemy. Remember that? They had us all paranoid that the Muslims were going to come and get us. That they were the enemy. What a load of crap that was. Right? I fell for it at first. It took me a few years to wake up to it. 
So 2022 for me was a was an eye-opening year. And, and uh, every year I grow. And as you get older, you'll find this. You'll you'll start to become wiser. With with age comes wisdom, they say. And what good it does you because pretty soon I'll be six feet in the ground or I'll be sitting in an urn on a shelf somewhere. And uh, what good will it do me? But what I'd like to do is try to reach out to those of you who are younger to get you to look around and realize that you're being lied to. You're being told that there's going to be happiness in a certain type of lifestyle, whether it's a rock and roll lifestyle or it's a, a transgender lifestyle or an alternative lifestyle or it's a, you know becoming the CEO of a major corporation. They've got you chasing after things that aren't even possible. And if we could start to focus on each other, I mean, think of all the things you've done in your life that kept you from your wife or kept you from your husband, staying late at the office, trying doing just 10 more reps at the gym after work because you, you want to be in good shape, but you get home and your wife's asleep and she's like, oh, where were you? Oh, I was doing work. You know, we've become self-absorbed and egotistical and it's taking us away from time with each other and love of each other. It's taking us away from the truth. It separates us from, from the truth and from our faith and from Christ. And if you look around, if you, if you can objectively listen to what I'm saying, it's the truth. We're all at each other's throats. And for no reason, and some of us are being driven crazy. And if you sit back and you go, why, why do I feel this way? I, I've done this recently. I'm like, oh my God, I'm all upset. But why? Why am I upset? I don't know. <laughs> Because somebody on TV told me to be upset. Be, you know, when this most recent winter storm came through, Elliot, my wife freaked out. She hadn't. She's never lived through storms. I, I grew up in a part of Ohio where there were we get three feet of snow in the night with blizzards, and you know nothing would happen. You know, the, the driveway would fill up with snow, and the, the drifts would be as high. The snow drifts would be as high as the house, and. Mom and I would sit in the house and we'd watch TV and we'd eat and somebody would come and plow our driveway and the next day we'd be out of it. Nothing bad happened. We didn't freeze to death. But my wife had never lived through anything like this and she she absolutely listened to all the weather people. The weather people are like, be very afraid. Elliot's coming. Elliot's coming. You're going to be buried in snow. You're going to freeze to death. You're going to die. And for some reason, it got to my wife. I mean, she's got a lot going on in her life and her job's very pressure-filled and stuff. But it got to her head, and she fucking freaked out. And uh, she had, I guess, some reason to be concerned. But you know, our furnace didn't work really good during this cold spell. But we didn't freeze. We didn't starve to death. Nobody died. I told her that. I kept saying, "Nothing's going to happen. It's just, it's just a snowstorm." Oh no, no. But but she listened to the weather. She listened to the media, and she listened to it. And she was obsessed with listening to it. I watched her, and she, her eyes would get wide. She'd go, oh, my God, it's going to snow. Oh, my God, it's going to be snow and wind and rain. And, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And that's what they do to all of us. They, they've got us all horrified. They've got us not only chasing after ghosts and chasing our tail. They've got ghosts chasing us in our mind, imaginary creatures, things that will never happen to us. So I'm asking you to focus on each other. Who am I? I'm no one. <laughs> I'm no one. I have a laptop and a couple of cameras and a mixing board and a, and a computer. I, I have a small house in the suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio. And, uh, you know, who knows how much longer I'll be on this planet. But if you want happiness, divorce yourself from this world.
The hour has come for you to wake from your slumber. They want you to sleep. Wake up. So that's my 2022. This is going to be a better year. 2023 is going to be a better year for each of us. And I know it will be for you if you can divorce yourself from the desires of this world. Turn off your TVs. Turn off the internet. Log off of your internet. Log off. Cancel your Facebook accounts. Your Instagram accounts. I'm I'm only on there for promotional reasons because I try to get my YouTube channel and my movies and things like that promoted so I can get words and things out there. I hope you all have a good day. A good 2023. I'll be talking to you soon. I'll have more episodes out this year. Hang in there. This is PT Pop on a mind revolution, leading you out of the rabbit hole, one grain of truth at a time. You have been listening to PT Pop, a mind revolution, leading you out of the rabbit hole, one grain of truth at a time.